My only concern is which Freddy Freddy do we get? You know, because we we LA, the market of LA, we're getting old guys past their career. What the hell? Max Scherzer last year failed me in the playoffs. You look at the Lakers roster. Ten years ago, we'd have been indomitable. You know, just that. Where is so I'm cautious in going into the major league season because of Freddie Freeman, but. I like the Dodgers roster of last year anyways. They were strong as it is, as it was. But he's got to be added boost. But I, but, but I think that uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of – I was getting kind of tired of Kenley Jensen failing me, man, in, in the closing. I, I mean, he just lost it last yeah. year. He just lost it yeah. the last couple of years since his injury. But um, – Right. I, I'm good with Kenley Jensen gone. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. They got it. The Dodgers have always had a good bullpen, deep bullpen, but bullpen. But I'm just hoping that, unlike last year, they can make a difference in some of those games they should have won. The bullpen lost it, man. I, I mean, those guys go out there and pitch some great innings, seven good innings, and then you lose it in two. Uh, I, I just that just yeah. it just frustrates me to see that. Yep, and Bellinger. So let's see what lost kind Corey of people we have this year. Yeah, I hated to see Corey go. That was a big bat. That was a lot, a great all around ball player, and he's worth the money he got. Yeah. Uh, I hate that he's gone. I because I like. Yeah, our own players are on our own team, you know, when we develop our own prospects, and now he's going to flourish somewhere else. I hate that. And, he's going to – oh, he's going to flourish, and he might just be the guy to come back to hurt us. I hate – you, you, I know it's business, right. but you, you got the dirt thing you can to try to keep those guys, man. That's a big piece of the lineup gone, man. A lot of versatility. It's just money. You can play multiple positions. It's all – yeah. It's money. It's money. Dr. C. Victor Herbert III, taking it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. I am Vic Herbert Jr., the fan, and I'm taking it to the house. Guys, what an exciting time of the year. If you're a Major League Baseball fan, I'm a, a National Basketball Association fan, so we're going into the playoffs. 
And the NFL, to Vic's point, the last couple of weeks he's been talking about it, the NFL stays in the news. So where would you like to start? My brother, what's going on? Huh. Oh. Well, as long as we start somewhere where I don't see uh, my Lakers getting punched to the 10th seed harder than Will Smith slaps Chris Rock, we're good to go. So where do you want to go? Vic Fan, what say you, my man? I, I, I think that we're off to a rip-roaring start, and I know that the playoffs are right around the corner, but let's not forget about the Final Four. Now, I'm, a, I'm an avid college basketball fan, too. So let's not forget about the, okay. the, the Final Four, and you're going to hear it here first again. Carolina, Villanova, Carolina wins by two points. Call your shot. Very good point. Uh, I had neglected the final call together. I'm excited. I don't want NCAA normally, but this is a time where I'm going to tune in. And so you're saying North Carolina is going to go all the way. I'm actually a little romantic, if you will. Uh, Suseski being his last season. I would actually like to see that him ride off into the sunset with one more championship. That's what I would like to see. I know these are blue bloods. I know these are uh, all are capable and qualified teams that are in the final four, but I have a little bit of stronger passion for Mike Krzyzewski. Uh Vic, what do you say, sir? You got a choice? <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm torn only because I'm a diehard Carolina fan. Uh, when they came down to the Carolina versus Rivalries in the 90s. I've already swayed on the side of Carolina Tar Hills, Dean Smith, Roy Williams. I did not like the, the Duke Blue Devils. I felt that they were very arrogant, rich, snob-like kids. Then I go, of course, to school at USC. But that's beyond the point. I did not like Duke. I despise them. And I feel conflicted now because I stated the storybook ending. Man, who would have thought it, you know? So I had actually picked Duke to go all the way uh, only because the team is going to rise for the occasion. What I think is great in his last run is the fact that in the history of Carolina Duke basketball, they've never met, met in the tournament. So regardless how the storybook ending happens, to say, hey, Krzyzewski gets the last laugh or Carolina gets the last laugh. If you don't tune in to watch that game, I don't know, something better be more important because that's going to be the game this weekend as we get ready for championship weekend. So I think, uh, that again, that's the de facto tournament. So watching that game alone will probably you know satisfy me for the tournament as a whole. But I'm not disappointed at all for what we saw this tournament. To see a number 15 seed in St. Peter's, Oh, man, that was great. That was very exciting basketball because every win they made, they made history, and they gave a run all the way to the end. And then, hey, <laughs> when they talk about the midnight struck and their, uh, their, pump, their carriage turned back into the pumpkin, but they definitely had a good showing. They should not hang their head low. I do see Villanova make it to the championship game, so I can definitely see it either uh, Duke versus Nova 
or Nova versus Carolina, but a team from Carolina is going to win that championship game. I will say this. Being from North Carolina, you you either are a Duke fan or you're a Tar Heel fan. I have never, ever, ever been a Duke Blue Devil fan for the same reason, Vic, that you said they were arrogant, uppity. They were the elite school in the state. And Carolina, I, I love Carolina, but Carolina gave first black basketball player from New York to be allowed to play on that team, Charlie Scott. And since then, I fell in love with the Tar Heels, Dean Smith and that legacy. And you know what? To me, nothing would give me greater pleasure than to see Krzyzewski walk away from there with that. And, and, and the Duke Blue Devils walking back to that tunnel in disgrace and the Carolina Tar Heels under a former player. Can you believe that? A former player is coaching this legendary team. And a, a, a black guy at that, and I am thrilled, and I'm hoping that he wins this thing. His first year out, wouldn't that be a precedence? Wouldn't that be something to see? So either you are a Duke or a Carolina fan, if you're from North Carolina, and I am all Tar Heel, baby. Oh, so let me clarify something here. Um, I am all Tar Heel fans, and this is the reason why. Okay, my pastor listening. Look, I learned about this betting app, and I can tell you right now, I, I I only bet what I what I can what I can lose, and I did pick Duke as a long shot plus twelve hundred. So I am torn. I did not pick against USC. I would not pick against the Ravens because it's too emotional. But I can tell you one thing: uh, watching the games have become a lot more exciting. Uh, when you have something to lose. So that's the only reason, because Duke's telling me like in a nice, good payday. But I agree with you. They had Hubert Davis. We talk about the legacy of Carolina. Hubert Davis, a former Carolina basketball player, pro basketball player, returns back to be, isn't he the first black head coach in Carolina? So we start talking about Carolina Tar Heel history, and we talk about where we're at as a nation. How fitting would it be that he takes away uh, the leg? He takes that legacy, right? Uh, sends Shashevsky into the sunset, knowing, hey, Carolina did this, and a former coach, well, first year, uh, and that, that I didn't think again for a story, but beginning how that sets Hubert Davis's legacy, falling behind a Roy Williams and Dean Smith, great story. Yeah, but look at it this way, and that would be the beginning of his legacy and a changing of the guard. Let's look at it that way. It'll be a changing of the guard. And once again, that story school, the Carolina Tar Heels are spearheading transition. Wow, this is the ACC, guys. This is the ACC that when I was coming up, until Charlie Scott came in the league, there were no black ball players. Hmm. Wow. That's great history. I think you guys, you guys set up, you set up a good story with Hubert Davis, and and I, and I admire what he's done, what he's doing, and his career. But I'm not swayed either way. Uh, I'm still going with Duke, and then you still got Villanova, who has won championships since what two or three in the last couple of years. I don't know when and how many, but they're going to have something to say 
as well. And then you got Kansas. Is that correct? So there's a lot to be said. We're talking about Carolina. We're talking about Duke. But these the other two teams in the other bracket, they have a whole lot to say as well. So it, it sets up for an exciting time for the sports fan, the college basketball fan, if, uh, the betting man, uh, uh, to your point, Vic, uh, going forward. But I think when you look at basketball royalty, when you look at basketball royalty, those four teams can be considered basketball royalty, hands down. I mean, I'm a great fan of all sports, but this final four is going to be extremely exciting. And and, and the team that, that actually wins, whether it's Carolina or, or another team, either of those teams are capable of winning all of it and I, I, it just has to play out. That's why they play the game, but it has to play out. But you're talking about college basketball royalty. You have four teams that fit royalty, bestowing of that title. And to you, and and to that point, uh, their road to the Final Four as well as to the championship was not easy. Whether you were playing a 16 seeded team or a two seeded team, these teams who made it to this point, they've been battle tested. Uh, Carolina, I mean, you're talking about still having to play the UCLA's. You, they had to play some strong teams in there. You're talking about the St. Pete. I mean, so there are some teams that have gave them the business. So for any one of these four teams to make it as far as they have and to make it a championship, well-deserved. Because we've seen years past at a level of parity, you know, you know the difference between a 16 or 15 seed and a one and two. It's still no test. Until elite eights, when basketball really got serious, you may have your one or two upsets early on in those rounds. Here, every game was up against it. And I will give a shout out to WinBet, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, because through the parlays and the money lines, I'm studying online trying to understand, hey, how can I get paid? And it was fun. It definitely brought something more to my excitement or my enjoyment, my entertainment of the game. I watched those the tournaments for years just to watch it. But when I could see a team of a number 16 versus a number one, I don't know. I don't I, the, the number one's gonna win. But wait a minute. What if they don't cover the point? Can I still pick the number one team, but still pick the lower team, the lower seeded, the underdog, and what happens? And again, that was great. So I will give kudos to win bet. W-Y-N and B-E-T. And they 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 have a great uh, program, great app out there that's made my uh, sports entertainment experience, uh, quite fun. He showed myself, like he showed me everything that I feel today is missing from everybody that, that wants to start. Like, the first thing, you need to learn how to carry the crates. You need to learn how to love your equipment. So, now, when you're playing music, right, does it take you to a specific place? Every time. Every time? Every, I'm telling you. If I've mentored him well enough, he's at a pinnacle now as to where I feel like he can rock with the fleet DJs. And boy, it's 600 of them. Oh, yes. Ooh. Yes, there's a lot of them. And you have to know your craft. Oh, God. You have to know your craft in order to be in that. Listen. <laughs> We're going to pivot. Uh, Major League Baseball, right around the corner. Let's go Dodgers. Let's go Dodgers. Talking earlier about some of their retooling that they're doing. We just signed, uh, extended 
Dave Roberts contract. I don't know how you guys feel about Dave Roberts. I've been a backseat quarterback and I've always questioned him. Second, I, I've been the second, third opinion on what he could have done, should have done, pulling uh, pitchers maybe prematurely, keeping others in too long. But in the end, you know, that corp that corporate knowledge, that continuity versus changing another coach, I, I, I get it, I understand it, and I actually like the move with Dave Roberts staying. We're talking about Ken Lee Jensen. He's he's no longer there. He was in the, uh, he was an ace back in the day, and then something happened. I don't know the injury or was it mental, but he no longer closed. And so I'm happy that the season's getting ready to start up. And so let's go. Let's go. So we're on the Major League Baseball, the baseball tip. The fan, I want to hear your take. What you got, my man? I think that uh, the National League West is going to be very interesting. You know, let's not let's not look past San Diego because I think uh, this year everything is going to have to go through San Diego. And and the reason I say that is, is because they're loaded. They are really loaded. And, and notice over the last two seasons, they have been all over the Dodgers and San Francisco. San Francisco came on um, early on last year, and they sort of kept their momentum all the way through. Uh, but I think this year there's a different dynamic, uh, Verlander and all of those all of those great talents. This, the, the whole dynamic of Major League Baseball is being impacted like most pro sports now from a fan standpoint. I don't know if I'm going to have my same team from year after year after year. You know, you have a collective bargaining. You know, I, I can opt out this year. I, I there, There's so many options now for players, and it's really a player's game to choose where he wants to be from year to year. So team continuity, I don't think that's a part of the equation anymore because it's, we're living in a professional sports me generation. And from a fan standpoint, it is so frustrating. From year to year, I got to wonder if Cody Bellinger is coming back. I got to wonder if we're going to keep, you know, all of these great players, this nucleus that we have. So I think, though, that parity would be the word, particularly when you look at the National League West. Parity shows up across the spectrum of the National League West. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Uh, I just don't think San Diego will have enough firepower in the sense of their longevity. They start out great. They did last year. They did the year prior. But they're not starting the season with Fernando Tatis. Done for at least three months. He had the injury because he liked riding motorcycles in the offseason, broke his wrist. So he's not coming around for a while. And three months in baseball time, that's a long time. That's a long time. That's a that's a long way down the cellar to try to climb out of when he comes back. I mean, that dude was a beast. He alone made San Diego relevant. He alone made Dodger fans <laughs> say, golly, not again. I mean, that dude can rake, and he has an eye for the ball. So that, you know, we just look at the schedule and see at least from the West, uh, the NL West, or even the, uh, the National League, how many games that equates to. Uh, of National League games that Tatis will miss will dictate how far the Padres can fall in the standings. Hey, NL West is just like we talk about uh, in, in the football. That that division belongs to the Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants. 
The day they stop playing is the day the other teams get an opportunity to climb the standings. And uh, to your earlier point, um, hey, I, I love the Dave Roberts. Yes, he does frustrate me, but not half as much as Frank Vogel and anybody else in L.A. that's been that were supposed to be a team uh, destined to win. He's been consistent. There, He's been consistent. And he's also been consistently loyal, which is probably his biggest weakness. I agree with you. I mean, which playoff game could have been the last seven playoff games when Kenley Jansen comes in to win the game and he's not pulled early enough? Or even when Kershaw, as much as we love him, he finds himself in a tight situation and and Dave believes in his boys so much to a fault where he keeps them in. So, but I'm glad from an organizational standpoint that he has been a very successful coach. He gave us the elusive World Series title that we did not, as an organization, give up on him. Give him that extension. Uh, let him be one of the longest tenured head uh, managers in baseball. It'd be great because we need consistency. Dad, to your point, we're market. There's not every year we do not know what that team will look like. So to have at least a consistent manager with a, a consistent message and vision philosophy to build a solid culture that can withstand that turnover is what we need. And so I'm, I'm all for them. I love this confidence earlier in the week when he said, we will make it to the World Series. He said, we'll make it. Yes, We will be there. Yes. And so to hear that, I love it. Put your name to it, man. And we made the moves from an organization standpoint and say, and we want this. And we will get this. And we got the right guy to coach us. I love it. Put him in position to succeed because he's done it time and time again. And so I'm very excited about this year. How do you go to Atlanta Braves and pick up Freeman, who was their dude, and we said, we want him. And he says, I, I want to come. So now you talk about Mookie. You talk about Freeman. You're talking about, uh, we got some bats, Turner. We got some bats. We just need to make sure the pitching Bellinger. is consistent with the bat. And we're going to do some damage this year. So I, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yes. But, but you, yes. Know what, you, you, you know what, Tim? You know what? You know what, Tim? You know, you know, I was going to say this, Tim. Uh, I, I think Vic hit on a good point uh, from a stand from a fan standpoint. You want consistency, and and when you have a system that is working, it's a winning. Dave Roberts, a winning system, and a winning system doesn't necessarily mean you have to win, and you're not going to win the World Series every year. But you have a winning system. I can I can count on guys getting to the doorstep of the big dance every year. The system is working. It's kind of Belichickian, if you if you want to put it in that regard. Uh, Belichick's system has worked over 20 years. So if Dave Robin has a system that's working, we may not like some of his play calls, but he is the system, and he has a system that's winning. And you know what? Los Angeles is a winning city, and we love to win. And if Dave Roberts is that guy, let's keep Dave for a while as long as his system works. Yeah, my my concern is Bellinger gets injured too much, and so he's another big bat. He just needs to stay healthy. Uh, starting pitching is pretty good for us. It's that middle and end pitching. We can bat, we can look, but it's our pitching that has let us down. So let's, let's go, Dodgers. Let's get it together. Let's hope the arms hold up for 162 game season. Damn, it's a season. L.A. too at that. I want to end uh, the baseball note with this, man. Your boy Pujols, 
going back to the Cardinals. This is going to be his last year. So, Albert, I just want to salute you and say thank you, sir. And I hope you go out with a bang. Let's have some fun with it, Albert. Now, he is a great addition to the team. Uh, I wish that we could have done more while we had him. But as the dad said, we had a winning system. And last year could have been that year. Uh, many will forget that we had a lot of injuries the last 30 days of the season. I, I Hey, you win what you got on the, on the field. But even there's another testament to Dave's uh, managerial prowess. We had a battered team and lineup going into the playoffs where we had to do the playing game with San Francisco. Despite that, we still made it deep into the playoffs uh, with a, you know, with a very unhealthy team. So, um, and great experience. And uh, to your point, uh, hey, thanks, Albert. Uh, we got you deep. Now, you should have came to us first before we went to the Angels. Probably would have been a different result if you want to pick a California team. I think he knows better now. But, again, uh, thanks for that time. Good luck out there in, in St. Louis. And uh, uh, we'll see you at Cooperstown, brother. But, you know, Tim, a good point, though. One of the things that uh, disturbed me about some of these trades, you know, you have you have old arms. You're bringing in old arms. And, and at the end of the season, that's where those old arms show up. Um, sure as I was just so disappointed at the last couple of outings at the end of last season in critical situations, that arm had to come through for us. But it was the arm that failed us. And I, I, I love that, that you can trade and you can move about, but don't trade old for old. Come on, let's 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 do a better job in 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 the trade pool. Let's get those arms. The Dodgers just have to have strong pitching in the end. They're gonna get the bat. They're gonna get the runs, uh, but they got to have the young arms that can endure in in that critical part of the season. So what I like to do is to break those young kids down and say, look, we're not worried about the pros. We can't control that. Let's make you the best student athletes you can be. And I use this phrase, let's get your house in order. Let's build it. And once you get to the point where now you've got a presentation, now you, as you develop and grow, will be able to command the attention you need to be entertained for, for that level. But I said, most athletes, we knocked that out of the box right away. We don't even focus on it. All right, guys, we got a few more minutes left, and we're going to go to the NBA. We got about seven games left, a couple weeks left in the season. 
So the NBA is ramping up. Last week, we hit on load management. We talked about resting, which kind of talks about taming, but that's a, a topic for another day. So as we round the corner and hit the home stretch and we're going into the playoffs, I want to get uh, uh, Victor Fan and then Vic, you, uh, Victor, tell me, what, what do you guys feel? What are you thinking right now as we go into the season, uh, the, to this next season, the second season, as they say, of uh, the NBA playoffs? I, I think that uh, you know, I, I see a lot uh, taking place right now with the Warriors. Uh, you know, they have a, the big gun is sitting on the bench. And if you don't have the big gun, they struggle. I mean, they they really struggle without the big gun. Steph, if Steph is not playing, they're not likely to win. They're very vulnerable without Steph. So if he recovers and can get it going, I think they're going to be a very difficult team to get around. Um, but I also think that the Phoenix Suns, oh, man. Oh, I, 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 I mean, you can't look past Phoenix. And, and I think that the way to the championship goes through Phoenix, bar none, and those guys are just playing great basketball right now. And and I think that uh, you see the wizardry of Chris Paul. And these are the moments that this guy is living for right now. And I and I think that this year, as opposed to last, is going to be even a bigger year in the playoffs for Chris Paul. He will certainly be the variable that makes the difference. Uh, Steph Curry, if he is not able to go 100%, they won't go deep into the playoffs. They're going to struggle. Yeah, uh, I'm sticking with that Western Conference uh, in Phoenix. Uh, we watched the Denver's, we've watched the Utah's the last few years, and they're still relevant. But Phoenix showed last year that they're ready. Uh, you know, they weren't a one and done, and they've only gotten better. They've only gotten hungrier, and they got even better, meaner. And I see them uh, making it to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, again, it's the arms race uh, in, the, in, the, in the Western Conference has been exciting. We saw what Houston was trying to do when they tried to compete with Golden State. They couldn't compete, and they wound up falling into a rebuild system. Denver, obviously, they had some uh, some injuries. It's really impacted them. Same thing with Utah. But Phoenix is healthy. Minus Paul getting injured last year, what the difference would have been. And they made it to the championship. So they are the defending Western Conference champs. So there are no chumps. Um, There's not the Phoenix of old. These guys are ready to play. And if the Lakers thought they were playing around, uh, they know, you know we just went out the back door. So right now, uh, they are very strong. I'm interested in the Eastern Conference because in years past, the Eastern Conference almost seemed it's all, you know, it's almost a, a you know runaway. It's always the Western Conference that had the man who can make it here, who can make it here. This year, I feel the clearly dominated team in the Western Conference is the Phoenix Suns. Eastern Conference, will a will the Seventy Sixers finally jail in time? Embiid and Harden, will Kyrie Irving and KD uh, make that last dash? Where did the Celtics come from to be relevant? What about the Bucks? So I'm really excited to see what the Eastern Conference is going to do. And don't forget about Jimmy Buckets. Don't forget about Jimmy Buckets. So, playoff time is exciting time 
for an NBA fan because now every team that's there wants to be there. And the people who thought they could be there and played around the 80, the 80 games for the season realize you don't just turn it on at the last minute. Memo to Lakers. Get your stuff together. Yes. You wasted my doggone year. And you wasted a great effort of LeBron James. The man's getting old and he's still outperforming people that's 20 years younger than him. It's a doggone shame. Yeah. So if they're not going to go ahead and play, sit your behind down and watch some real players. Wasting my doggone time. I live on the East Coast. I ain't got time to see that mess. Yeah, bro. I love this time of the year. You look at the picture last year compared to this year. You look at the Eastern Conference and one through six are, what, one, maybe two games separating each other. So that is exciting over there. The Suns are hungry. When they went up 2-0 and then to get, get beat, I think that made them a little angrier. And they take on the persona of their lead guard. That is Chris Paul. So they want to get back. They're going to get back. And they're playing like they're hungry. And they will get back. My prediction is it'll be them and the Bucks again. Who wins? I don't know. But the Eastern Conference with Boston playing as well as they are, and you still can't count out uh, KD and Kyrie, uh, and he's able to play every game now. And it's all about seed. So the Eastern Conference will need to be decided, but I think the Bucks are the better team, and the Celtics could probably give them a run and go for their money. But the Suns, out of the West for sure. Uh, Victor Fan, you were talking about Steph Curry. Wow, with him on the bench, it does hurt them significantly. It's because Clay is not all the way back. Green had missed, what, several games, almost a month of games. And so the Warriors are not the Warriors of even earlier this season, let alone the Warriors of old. So they made the playoffs. They didn't make it last year. And it's because Steph carried them this far. But if he's injured, if he's a shadow of himself, they won't go very far. Nice, nice season. You represented well. And you're getting older. But dog on Memphis. Memphis is saying, y'all don't sleep on us. And they're coming to everybody's arena on the road or at home. And they're bringing two with them. Okay, two bucketfuls of two. They don't care. They will <laughs> dunk on you. They will put sack on chin, whoever you are. And they want their respect. They are in the street alley every time they play the game. So... I kind of see them and, and the Suns. I don't know how the matchups play out, but I can see them in the Western Conference final and what a series that will be. The Jazz uh, last night, man, they they uh, they remind me of the other Lakers. <laughs> we can go up big in the Jazz. Somehow they pooped in the bed, okay? They didn't have their depends on, so we got to take off sheets, got to turn the mattress over, the whole bit. It was ugly, it's nasty, and it's loose tool. So the Jazz are the Jazz of old. They are not very good. They can't be counted on or depended on. And Paul all for two years. He comes out of mothballs and everything, hanging out his beard. And he drops 30 on them. So I'm excited right now. The Lakers, as of yesterday, I got to mention Lakers. I know we don't want to. But as of yesterday, you're not even in a play-in game. You're not even in the right. playing game. LeBron sits out last night. LeBron's going to sit out on Thursday. AJ may come back. You know what? I said it a week ago. Maybe it was two weeks ago. Don't even make the playoffs or play in. Done. You're embarrassment right now. Don't. Don't. Thank you, LeBron. You had a great season in spite of everybody else and the the, 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 
the, the record. But don't even tease me. Don't even make the playoffs. And I'm done with I'm done with, you know what? with the Lakers until you do something for me. You know what? I got one thing to say about the Lakers. One thing. And it's and it's Anthony Davis. He needs to change his name from AD Anthony Davis to ain't doing it. And just <laughs> go somewhere and just keep sitting down. Don't 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 even come back on the court. Not that, don't even want to see no more this year. Because he ain't doing it. That's his new nickname. Anthony ain't doing it. Davis. Well, I, I wish I could it's defend him, but you, he, he gives me nothing to defend him with. He just is not available. So go ahead, uh, my brother Vic. No, nah, he ain't doing it. And like we said, I gave him more time in my heart level, uh, my heart. Racing a little higher than these two blood pressure boiling over for me that don't even care. I don't even know why I gave them much airtime today. They they don't they don't need it. But I like the AD ain't doing it. So we got Anthony Street Clothes Davis and Anthony ain't doing it, Davis. I like that. Until he shows otherwise, we're talking about three or four year contract. I don't know how many years he's got with the team, but you you, you sat more than you've been in the game. And so right. I want to see real players, I want to see potential champs not defined chumps and i'm very disappointed and we're gonna have to go through another off season of a lot of anticipated uh hype unknown if our coach will be there next year and looking for consistency look at what the dodgers have done even look at what the los angeles rams have done they've established a culture of consistency and for the los angeles lakers to be behaving this manner with a, with, a, with a roster that costs as much as it does to perform something that couldn't even win more than 35 games a season, that's an embarrassment. Sad. So, uh, yeah, Look, watch the Phoenix Suns hoist another Western Conference title in your conference. Embarrassing. It's embarrassing. So I look forward to the playoffs starting. This is not the word. Uh, and being in the gym, looking at the ticker tape to see what the Lakers did and wonder, how did they lose that game? They were up by 27 points. That's embarrassing. Yes. Yes. Brothers, that's, well, I think, you know, you know the other thing. Oh, we, I just want to say one more thing. But we're at the Help end. yourself, brother. So it's going to have to fast forward the next. Now, go ahead. Steve will cut it. Go ahead. Say what you got to say. Help yourself. Oh, Help I was yourself. just going to say, I was just, I was just going to say that what separates these great players from a player like, I, 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 like ain't doing it is they win a championship. They, they won another one, another one. Kobe won it three in a row. He, those guys are playing for championships. They plan to win enough games to get to the dance so that they can take home the, the, the pretty girl from the dance. And that's and that's the trophy. Uh, those guys play to win championship. I think guys like AD, you win one, you become complete because you got one. No, it's not about you got one, get another one and another one and another one and another one and another one. And that's what I love about the Kobe Bryant's of the world, the Michael Jordan's of the world. It's not about winning the 80 games, 75 games. It's about winning championships. Give me some rings. 
We play for rings. And when when AD and those other guys that want to be get to that mentality and they can play with the LeBron James, the, the Michael Jordans, when they can – the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the Magic Johnsons, uh, the Larry Birds, those guys play for championships. Yeah. Not just to win a oh, game. This – Yeah. This this is where I would love to be in, in leader development in the Lakers camp because, yes, LeBron, you are the leader in name of this team, but true leaders, uh, whether it's the, the GM or the coach, how do you lead a group of type A men? How do you lead a group of headstrong, high-achieving, ambitious, I am the number one guy? How do you build a team? That's what's lacking. That's what's lacking. Dave Roberts, great leader, he has taken all-star players, the Mookie Betts, the Bellingers, Turners, Max Scherzers, all these personalities and said, I got it. But we will get there because we're the Dodgers. We're not the Mookie Betts. We're not even the Dave Roberts. We're the Dodgers. And that's what Pat Riley was able to do. You're still talking about the Norm Nixons? Magic Johnson's Kareem Abdul Jabbar's Coop Worthy. I mean, that's a that's five uh Byron the Byron Scott's Rambuses. Look, I still know I was only seven, eight years old with the 84 over the Showtime Lakers. Yet I still know almost every one of the Thompsons. That's where we talk about the organization meant something. I don't want to get to the playoff, I want to get to the championship. That's what the team the bus built. And so I would love to be, not the fly on the wall, I like to be the man in the room. As the leader of development, look at organization development, what is happening here? Allow me to coach them up from a leadership perspective. Yes. Because there's no reason when you have that quality and caliber of players that would cause any other team to shake in their boots just to hear those names called off at the lineup and you not perform. It's not Vogel's issue. It's not LeBron. It's a leadership issue. And so whatever they do this offseason, they need to identify who can lead despite the other stuff and have them motivated to understand it's the name on the front of the jersey, the arena playing. It's the city of Los Angeles and those fans who pay hard-earned money to watch. How do you motivate them? How do you motivate millionaires that are going out to make even more millions? That's what's that's what's required, and I love to be that person in there. And say, okay, how do we get here? Where are we at, and how do we get here? They never had that come to Jesus, come to Jesus. Off, uh, but they talk about they had a player only meet. I didn't hear any of that because no one cared enough. So somewhere along the line, uh, 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 organizational leadership failed to say this is why it matters to us all. This is why it should matter to you. And as a collective group, we will get to this championship. We're not happy about having an asterisk or someone questioning that we deserve that title in 2020. We are the title of 2020. And this is what we're going to do to show them even more. Reload, and this is how we will get to the promised land. Without having that dialogue, LeBron can score 40 points every night over the age of 38. It means nothing because it's still a me-centered team, not a we-centered team. So I'd love to be behind the scenes to see that. But Dr. Great T, take, brother, man, I have you a made quick me, question. You made me think about. Hold, hold on, hold on. You made me think about Vic. You made me think about the Lakers have been always uh, getting free agents and win now. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar trades, uh, Shaq trade, uh, Kobe Bryant. 
Draft day, trade. Bob McAdoo, trade, you know, free agent signing. So what was consistent with those signings and those free agents deals back in the day? Jerry West and Jerry Buss. So clearly the front office do not know what they're doing. And, and nor do they have somebody on the sideline that can manage egos. And so we have a problem. And you probably can fix it. You could probably sit down and, and do studies in, in, in within the organization to find out the root. But you, you certainly need somebody to be stable and culturally sound to build for the future. And right now, they don't have that stability. Hell, heck, Jeannie just got the job, you know, also only just a couple of years ago. Then she has Rob Polinka. He's just been in the job just a couple of years ago. And you can't replace Jerry West, who had an eye for talent, who saw a Kobe Bryant that day and said, I want him out of high school from Charlotte, trade with Vladi Dibak to play with my team. And, but I think Jerry could foresee a two-year run uh, on greatness in Kobe. And that was just Kobe. We're talking about these players are different than they used to be, who wanted um, uh, the fan talking about they wanted championships. They wanted championships. These they, these guys are just built different than they were years ago. What were you about to say, Vic? Big Vic? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you, Dr. T. Um, are these injuries? Because back in the day, back in back in the day, those guys played through pain. And, and it seems like today these these players are so coddled. I know they're worth a lot of money, but are those recovery times extended? just because do they require that much recovery time i mean the training is better the 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 recovery time ought to be faster than it was back in the day because yeah. they didn't train like this back back yeah. back in those days well it it depends recovery time it also depends on the on the injury but i'm gonna say Jerry, the body's going to heal the same the difference today is the brand. The difference today is making that money. So back in the day, we're talking about uh, in the 60s and 70s, these guys had, some of these guys had two jobs. Professional basketball was just one of the jobs. And these guys today, no, they're making so much money. They, they have not had a job. These are the AAU circuit. So how does that tie into their health? Well, they want to play 20 years and making this money versus playing five to 10 years and, and flame out. So they're wanting to sit because of their career. Where back in the day, uh, they were happy to make it to the league. They, they, they thought there was somebody and they played through. They really did play through. Some of them uh, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the risk of further injury. So science has changed, medical 24-hour uh, care that they're able to get they're, they're getting that. They're not flying uh, commercial anymore. They're flying on, on private jets, if you will, or their own charter jets. And so uh, everything is built for these guys to sustain themselves and to get healthy and get back onto the court or the field quicker and sooner. Seemingly to me, it's all about their brand. Not only the brand of the person, but also the brand of the organization. And they, 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 they want free agents to come back, and they need to know that they're going to take care of their, their players. And so they're they're the Zion Williams. Who? What's going on with him? I don't know. It's not, it can't be just 
an injury that's keeping them out this long because I know the injury doesn't last this long and rehab doesn't take this long. I know that, but it's about his satisfaction. Does he want to be in New Orleans? Can can is he is he trying to get a trade? Uh, James Harden was he really injured? I don't know. He didn't play like you know, but he goes to another team, and now all of a sudden he's healthy and whole. He's ready to go. So you know how he got out of Houston and 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 these likes. So I don't believe injury is the injuries are the reason why they're sitting as long as they are. I believe they're trying to sustain and hold their careers and and play league and make that money for longer periods than they were in years past. To answer your question, so guys, we're at the end of the show. And I just want to end with this. Uh, we love you uh, for tuning in. I love our panelists, uh, Vic and Big Vic. They're my brother. So if you say, what do you think, my brother? I, I can see the confusion on their side because I treat them both like my brother. So we'll, we'll, work, we'll work on that for you, the fan. So um, next week, we have a special showing where we're all going to be sitting get together and sitting in front of you. And we're going to do what we do and what we love is talk sports. We want to know what you think. So hit us up on Facebook. Let us know what's going on in your world or your fandom. But this is Tim Hoover and I'm signing out. See you next week. I'm Vic Kerbin Jr., better known as The Fan. And I just want to say it's it's just been great spending time with you all tonight as it is every week. And it's it just great. You guys come in, you know, just shoot a shout out, shout out to us. We just appreciate doing this, and we're doing it not for ourselves. We're doing it for you guys. I'm out. It gets no better than this. I'm talking about my pops and my aunt. We're doing it. And, again, thank you all every week for tuning in, loyal fans. I'm getting Instagram, Facebook messages, Twitter. Holler at us. We love it. Bring us some more ideas. We love talking about the things you want to talk about. But I tell you this, going into this weekend, have a great time. I will be in Louisiana. I may slip down to New Orleans and watch a little of that game if I can. But, nah, seriously, I'm about to check out my son at LSU finishing up his freshman year. Going to have a great time out there. Son, I love you. Look forward to uh, spending that time. And great job your freshman year. And to the rest of the peoples out there, enjoy. It's starting to get warm in some parts of the city, some parts of the state, some parts of the country. Be safe and enjoy it. And to those people in Europe, our prayers go to you all. Families, citizens of Ukraine, we're praying for you. And we, we continue thinking about the thoughts and prayers always. But until next week, take to the houses out. I'm sorry, Love you all. Take care. Music.